Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I'm your host, Jose, with me tonight, Brand Juni. What's up, guys? What's going on? Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Right around the One corner. Of the best holidays of the year. And it is. You, you walk you walk into the stores and you wouldn't even freaking know it because it's all Christmas in this in every store now. It's like, really hello, quick. you know, we, we still have Thanksgiving next month. Yeah, I mean, if, if you got a sweet tooth, you know, it's a great time to lo- to get that free candy and to load up on candy afterwards, get that clearance candy, um, mm-hmm. just as good. Um, then, then, you know, then you've got a Thanksgiving and pumpkin pie and apple pies to look forward to. It's great. And, and it's the time of the pumpkin spice, too. Yeah. PSL. Yeah. R- really quick, guys. What is your favorite Halloween movie? Ooh, of all time. Halloween. Huh? Halloween, the original, knew, I, the original Halloween. That. Yep. Oh, hands man. down. Didn't have that many kills, but it's just the way. It's just two hours of like, well, when it's on TV, but like it, it was like a, an hour forty-five minutes of just like, just magnificent direction. Like you didn't even know what he was until like over halfway through the movie. I just, I love it. I can never get enough of it. It's a good one. Man, uh, if we're going like scary movies, um, listen, I get Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers and all of that, even Scream. I get it, but those weren't really my, that's not my cup of tea. I think my favorite hollow horror movie of all time is probably Sixth Sense. I think oh, that wow. was just on a different level. Okay, you go more to the paranormal route. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I respect paranormal. that. I, I used to love the Sixth Sense, man. Like, 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 you know, and it would always trip me out. Like, you know, like once I finally figured it out, I'm like, oh, he was dead the whole movie. Yeah. And, and it was one of those where, you know, like it, 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 it just presented really weird scenarios and it was just like creepy. Um, but if I had to pick like a slasher, I'm going with Jason. Jason's Jason's good. Um, I'm going to pick a movie that, I don't think a lot of people think about, but I, I really like watching these movies around this time. Um, Final Destination. Oh, yes. Yes, che- uh, definitely a cult yeah. classic. Cheesy, but, thrills, but fun. But Cheap, great. Yep. Yeah, they were, actually on, uh, they were actually on TV the other night, and I think Final Destination 2 is the one that I was watching, and, and I was like, you know, I don't know why I didn't really caught on to these before. Like they're pretty freaking entertaining, man. Like Dude, they're, and they they're have awesome. you kind of like the and they have you on the edge of your seat for like the whole time too. Like you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, what's gonna happen next. And like, oh wait, that's what caused it to happen. Yeah, I I think one of my like just going down the same road of I think just great movies that doesn't get that don't get a lot of respect, much like Juni indicated. Uh, um Jeepers Creepers was one of those movies where if you saw it. You know, like that, that still creeps me out to this day. It's one of those movies that it's like, yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, but uh, that's definitely one I think that a lot of people need to watch. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And yeah. It's almost like we can watch one. these movies and do a whole podcast about it. Yeah. And just to add another one, what was the one with Owen Wilson and like, where they're like in a haunted house and like, um, I can't remember the name of it, but that was another good scary movie. It's not really like super scary, but like it's a good movie where like the house itself is haunted. Yeah, mm. I mean, you got plenty of time to, to get your scary movie fix in, but after that, you know, it's strictly Hallmark. After you know, oh, heck yeah, man, uh, we're going into Hallmark season, much like it's football season, like we're gonna get into shortly. But after after Halloween, it's Hallmark season, baby. Yep. Yeah, and you love the plot line of all those movies, man. You you know you got the, it's the single, exact same plot line. The, yeah, you got the single guy that moves into the neighborhood with the neighbor who she is like super all about Christmas and he doesn't want to decorate, so she wants to decorate for him. And then you know, like he doesn't have kids, but his nephew yeah. has come over, and so like she just happens to be the best babysitter ever and saves the day when he has to go, you know, to a work function, and then they fall in love. Yeah, I mean yeah. classic plot lines, but not better than. But the you gotta love it, man. You watch all of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. Love those Hallmark movies. 
not and I'm not ashamed to say it. But yeah, yeah. but getting into today's sports topics, um, let's start off with the NFL, man. We, you know, we're damn, it's you know week uh, week eight now. We're already seven weeks in, you know. But is it is it only me, or does this season feel like it's going to be so much longer, even though only one week was added? Uh, no, I'm there with you. I think it's going to be that much longer, and one playoff team only getting a bye, I think compounds that pressure i don't think you're going to have these two these two seeds benching players i think everyone wants that that week by they want that one seed um so it becomes more fantasy relevant because there's going to be more fantasy options available but yeah i, I think it's going to be grueling and in depth and injuries i think are going to play a huge part heading into the playoffs yeah definitely definitely feels longer um Especially if you're a Lions fan, I mean, 0-7 right now, I mean, you know, they could potentially go 0-18. I mean, they could break their own losing record, you know, with that one play, with that one game added. So um, definitely a long season. Yeah, the only thing worse than being a Lions fan is being a Bears fan because, you know, Bears fans actually have expectations and their dreams always get crushed. So, like, you know, that's the only thing worse right now than being a Lions fan. That's true. But – let me post something to you guys before we get into the games. Don't you guys think it would make more sense to increase the playoff team total to eight? That way you could go back to having the, the top two seeds be on by. I mean, because doesn't it always seem like there's at least one really good team left out? Yeah, I, yeah. I like that idea. I think that idea would, uh, you know, anytime you add more football games, especially to uh, to playoff seeding, I, I think it's a great idea. Um but the beautiful part about football is that, uh, like what you said, Jose, like any team can win at any time. So, I mean, adding another team or teams uh, to the playoffs would be uh, would be a big plus. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be good, but I, I sort of like the format as is now. I think it makes the tail end of the regular season that much more critical. And I think you're going to see, you know, playoff teams come down to the wire in terms of seeding and and who actually gets in and out and some really good teams the one thing i don't like about an additional playoff team is just that uh i think that you're going to you might risk getting two sub 500 teams in there um and you know you might get a whole division in there some of we've seen divisions get loaded and I know a lot of fans. Look at the NFC like, South. Yeah, I don't think a lot of fans would like to see that as interesting as it would be. I like the formula as is for now. I want to see how it plays out over, you know, a couple more seasons, and from there, you know, tweak it. I think the NFL is really good about that. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but I think it, you know, it would pose a, a nice change. We saw it last year with baseball, and it was fun. And then this year, you know, it went back to four teams, and it's bullshit. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, getting getting back to the games themselves, you know, week eight poses us with some really good matchups on Halloween. You know, are we gonna are we gonna get trick or treat? You know, with with some of these games, but. Um, let's start out with the, the the Bucks at the Saints. Like that's a really good game because we know those two teams do not like each other. It's a it's a divisional game, you know. It's Winston going up against his former team, Brady going up against the Saints. You know, the, he got them back in the playoffs, but like they 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 stopped the Bucks twice in the regular season last year. So I know they haven't forgotten about that. So you know, it should be a really good divisional game. Winner takes over for you know, will be first place. So there's a lot of important factors going into this game. So what do you guys think of Buck Saints? Um, I don't think it's going to be as close as everyone's making out to be. I think 15 and a half points. Uh, the Buccaneers, I believe, are favored by five. Um, listen, if that Michael Thomas was back, I think it might be a different game. And if James Winston was playing at a much better level, level I think it'd be a whole lot closer. But really, everything's trending in Tampa Bay's favor. The only thing they don't have going for them is AB likely going to be out this game. Um, you're likely going to get Gronk back. He might be on a snap count. But, man, you still have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. That, that'll do work for you. Um, 
And on the New Orleans side of things, all they really have going is Camara. That's all that I can see from them. Yeah, New Orleans is definitely counterfeit. I mean, they they barely beat a, a Seahawks team led by Geno Smith. Um, not an impressive game or not a, an impressive win. Now they're going up against Tampa, who's 6-1 right now, and, and they're rolling right now, and uh, they're getting uh, Gronk back. It looks like he's coming back this week. So um, they should be rolling, um, and, and Brady is motivated as ever. Um, not only do they have the passing game going, but they also have uh, my, my, my boy, uh, Playoff Lenny, right now, who's playing uh, you know, amazing football. And, um, you know, they have that balance. And, uh, you know, when they get healthy on the defensive end, it's going to be uh, it's going to be game over. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I mean, I think the Bucs should be fine. But the only thing that worries me a little is that we know that Winston is capable of so much more. And we still haven't seen that yet this season. So I worry that, you know, playing against his former team, you know, Mr. 30-30 himself might, you know, try to, like, you know, put on a bigger performance. The only thing that might stop him, though, is like you mentioned, Brad, not having Michael Thomas. So he doesn't really have that number one um, receiving threat. Yeah, and, and the Kamara, Buccaneers are in, he's having a good year. elite, you know, run-stopping team. You're not going to run on the Buccaneers. You're going to have to air the ball out. And, you know, Jameis Winston might connect on a couple of deep balls, but so will Tom Brady. And Tom Brady just isn't going to make those bad throws. Jameis Winston will. There might be a couple pick sixes in this game, and that could ultimately do it. Um, I think it could be high scoring, um, but I just don't think New Orleans has enough. Yeah, yeah, they definitely don't have enough. And, and look at their, their first uh, six games. You got Carolina, New England, the Giants, Washington, and Seattle. I mean, not a lot of winners right there. And, uh, I mean, they're going up against the Tampa Bay team that's 6-1, and one, uh, and they played, you know, really, really good competition uh, throughout their seven games. So, I mean, I think uh, New Orleans is going to get exposed right here. Yeah. Should be fun, you know, on 25 p.m. start time Sunday. It's going to be a good one, boys. Next, we have the another divisional game, Steelers at the Browns. Now, we're not sure yet if we're going to have Baker. Um, I think Chubb will be back, so that'll be good for the for the Browns offense. But they are banged up, man. But so, so is Pittsburgh, you know. Here we have two teams that um, – they probably did not expect to be four and three and three and three respectively. They probably expect it to be more like five and two. Um, but, you know, injuries have kind of affected both of those spots. So it's, I'd say it's a, it's a must early win for both teams. Um, so something's got to give here. They hate each other and they both need the win. So it's going to be tough. Um, but what do you, what do you guys think we're going to get out of this Browns um, Steelers matchup? I think it's going to be a physical physical game. I mean, um, anytime you have these two teams play, it's going to be a smash mouth. Um, definitely Baker Mayfield playing for the Browns is definitely going to be a big plus for them. Um, Case Keenum, I don't trust him. Uh, they had a really good, uh, you know, good game uh, last Thursday, but, uh, you know, they're not facing the Steelers, or they weren't facing the Steelers. And um, on the Steelers side, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has to play better. Um He's not really, you know, he's not really doing his thing. I mean, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, they have to keep uh, capitalizing with Najee Harris, and they have to uh, not only get Deontay Johnson involved, but Chase Claypool. Uh, if Chase Claypool gets involved, especially with the deep ball, um, it's going to be a long day for the, the Browns. Uh, the Browns are favored in this game by uh, minus four. Uh, the over-under is 42, which I, I don't know if they're even going to get there, honestly. Um, but definitely going to be an interesting game. Um, I think if Baker doesn't play, I think the Steelers win. I think if Baker plays, I think Cleveland wins. Yeah. Um, looking at this game, I, I don't see either QB having much of an impact here. Um, I, I just don't think Baker is right and he shouldn't be out there. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he's a shell of his former self. And I think it's ultimately going to come back to both backfields. 
it's going to be, you know, Najee Harris versus uh, Nick Chubb. And if you're the, the Ernest Johnson owner, it's can you play him in that Kareem Hunt role? Um, if you're really desperate, I think you may have to, but I would wait and see, see if he actually fills that Kareem Hunt, Hunt role and then, you know, go from there. In this game, I actually, you know, I'll take the, the healthier of the teams and I'll go with Pittsburgh. I think Najee Harris and, you know, Chase Claypool and, the, and, and, those, and those guys, I think they have a much better chance of winning. Um, one thing to take note of is that Chase Claypool limited in his games against the Browns, but in the three games he's had against the Browns, he has absolutely owned them. I think he's last game, he had two touchdowns and like 60 yards. After that, I think, or before that, rather, he had a touchdown and around 100 yards and the same result in the first game. So Claypool is one of those guys where historically he's been good against Cleveland. And I think you can take a, a chance at rolling him out there, especially if he's a wide receiver three. Um, you know, I don't think Baker being healthy would change this game much. Um, you know, I think it's just going to come down to the running games. I'll take the Browns. You know, I think they'll narrowly edge out the the Steelers. It's not going to be a pretty game. I could easily see it being one of those like 16-13, you know, kicker-friendly games. Um, but I think the Browns, they're too talented to to lose at home to the to the Steelers. So Browns, I think, will narrowly edge them out. Um, moving on to our next one, it's another divisional game. Man, it must be divisional Sunday. Um, Titans at the Colts. That should be a really good game. Like Carson Wentz is coming into his own, you know, um, played really good on, uh, this past week. Um, they Colts are just starting to look better. They, after starting one and four, um, and, the the Titans, man, you know, when they got stomped at home by Cardinals, we thought that they were they were a fluke of a team. You know, we thought that maybe Tannehill had come back to earth and nah, like, you know, have the best running back in the NFL right now. He was running laps around the rest of the NFL in terms of, you know, that race for, for, for yardage, you know, he's clearly number one. I should have drafted him number one in fantasy, but that's a whole nother story. Um, so, I mean, it's exciting to think of that, of him going up against Buckner you know, that, that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, it's just another good division of matchup, but what do you guys think? I think this game is, is, is going to be great. I mean, you have the two best running backs in the league right now, Derek Henry versus Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we all see what, uh, Derek Henry's doing. He's, he's demolishing defenses and, and he's running through defensive tackles and defensive lines. And it, it, it doesn't matter who, is in front of him. And then on the other side, we got Jonathan Taylor, who's starting to catch his stride. And, um, you know, the combination of, you know, Wentz, Wentz's arm with Taylor's running ability. I mean, I think, I think Indianapolis is, is um, on pace for, you know, to win a couple games in a row. Um, in this matchup, um, looking at it, uh, there's a lot of big injuries. Julio Jones, uh, T.Y. Helton is questionable on the defensive side. Xavier Rhodes for the, uh, the Colts. Um, so, I mean, injuries are going to uh, play a big uh, role in it. Uh, Over-under is 51. Uh, the Colts are favored uh, by two and a half. Um, in this game, I, I, look, I look for Indianapolis to win. I think they're hot right now, um, even though Tennessee's hot too. Um, it's going to be a good, big game for um, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, but at the end of the day, I think uh, the Colts capitalize on this one. Yeah, I'm there with you. I like the Colts in this game. I think, you know, divisional game, I think these teams were built and drafted and coached to, uh, to, to you know, beat each other in this division because, let's be honest, the rest of the teams in this division aren't doing much. Um, it's really the Colts and, and, and the Titans. Um, you know, one of the interesting things to watch in this game is Derrick Henry in 17 17- – game pace on the season um i think he's on pace for 2100 yards um, 463 rushing attempts which is stupid and 24 touchdowns um 
You know, I think the surprising thing about the season for him has been the reception work. Um, he's on pace for 40 plus receptions. And like Junie said, Jonathan Taylor, he's definitely come on to his own. He had a slow start last year, but came on strong in the second half. This year, it was another slow start, but I think he's starting to hit his stride. Um, you know, wide receivers, we've already touched on that. I think uh, Michael Pittman and A.J. Brown, they'll definitely get some work in. And to me, the deciding factor, um, if he, he was in it, would probably be Rodrigo. But I'm just going to go with the Colts kicking game. Um, in honor <laughs> Don't remind of me, Brad. Um, um, but, you know, you hate to see it happen, but, you know, one of the goats, uh, he had to hang it up early, um, but I'll give it to the, I'll give it to the Colts kicking game in this one in honor of Rodrigo. Rodrigo! Uh, goggles. Hey, you know, uh, but yes, a very close game. I think it's just going to come down to that field goal. I agree. We'll see which one of the kickers, you know, can knock it down better, but yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, whichever team runs it better will win the game. Whichever team sticks to the run. Because Tannehill and Wentz are good quarterbacks, but when you give them too much power in the passing game, they tend to make one or two uh, costly mistakes. You know, they when they get throw ha air happy, you know, they, they tend to hang at least one up in the air. And so that costly turnover, you know, could be the difference in this game. But, yeah. Should be should be a good one. Um, what do we got next? Next we have the the Patriots at the Chargers. Belichick versus the young QB. We know that that's always fun. Um, you know Herbert's in the second year, so he he's not. not you know a rookie but we know that Belichick figure out the, the scheme the perfect game yeah I mean this game honestly New England has been they've been good better than expected but I think LA uh, takes this one pretty easily. I, I think that offense should hit its form and hit its stride. I, I think they should be able to air it out. Um, I think Keenan Allen's one of those players who who's going to have a much better second half of the season. Mike Williams really dominated that team uh, receiver-wise, but you can't stop Keenan Allen. This dude was a you know top 12 wide receiver in fantasy year in and year out, and I don't see that changing anytime soon I think he's definitely set for a resurgence um, you know one of the interesting notes on this game um, Jacoby Myers this dude has had like over 100 receptions for New England he's on pace for 100 catches this year close to 1,000 yards can anyone guess how many touchdowns he has in his career zero zero Zero. Zero touchdowns. Now, I did not believe this, uh, you know, like three games ago. But, yeah, it is so hard to believe that the man that gets this much work has not found the end zone. I look for him to end this, his, this drought, this game, and get his first touchdown, which is so crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's going to find the end zone. But I still think the Chargers will get the W here. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. Uh, last year, New England and um, and the Chargers played in L.A. and New England beat them 45 to nothing. I think this is a re revenge game for the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert hasn't forgotten about that that score. Um, and I think they they put it on the Patriots. Uh, you know, they have the better uh, they had the better quarterback. They had the better skill position players. Um, I think Bosa is going to do work on Mac Jones. Um, the only question is Austin Eckler. He, he came up on the, uh, injury report as questionable. So, um, that's going to be a big thing if he's out. Um, I don't know if Justin Jackson is ready to step up. Um, but in terms of the game as it is, I think the chargers win. Um, I see Mike Williams, uh, dominating again and, uh, and, uh, chargers winning. 
Should be a good one, man. One o'clock start time. Yeah, That's also the best revenge stadium game for in the NFL. Henry. Oh yeah. That's true. Hunter Henry yeah, Hunter revenge Henry. game. You know, um, definitely one of those intriguing games. But here's the real question. Will there be more Patriots fans or Charger fans? Patriots. Um, yeah. LA? Patriots. I agree. Yeah, I mean, there are, there, there are Rams fans that have Brady jerseys laying around. They'll, they'll dust them out, hmm. you know, when they're not hopping from one bandwagon to, to another. You know, they still have those Patriots jerseys. It was crazy in the, the home game against the Raiders, man. Like it was like eight twenty in my opinion. In terms in the in, yeah, the, I in mean, the crowd. It's the Raiders. I mean it's the Raiders, you know. But I think even when they played the Browns, it was um there was a lot of Browns fans too. Yeah. I mean it's understandable. Listen, it's not really their city. Um, you know, I yeah. think the plan the the hope is that they eventually move back to San Diego, but it's gonna take them a couple of seasons to, uh, you know, get some sort of home field advantage at SoFi. Yeah. We'll see. And last but not least, we got the Cowboys at the Vikings. I'm excited for this game. You got, you know, possibly top three receiver. Um, I think Jamar Chase might be the only one playing better than Justin Jefferson right now. So you got Justin Jefferson going up against, you know, um, Trayvon Diggs, man. That's exciting. Oof. That's going to be exciting. You know that they're going to line those two up together. Um, so I I am just excited for this game. You know, Cousins has been playing really well. You know, has not been making mistakes. I mean, they've lost some really close games. So, like, Brad, you were mentioning this before we came on air. You know, they, they are um, – the Vikings are a much better team than the record says. So anybody who thinks that the Cowboys are just going to run over the Vikings, man, they have not been watching the, the Vikings play. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, and I'll leave it, I'll leave it to you guys. Now, what do you guys think? Yeah. To me, the big thing uh, on this one is going to be uh, Cooper rush. Does he play or doesn't he? Um, Dak Prescott, listen, Mike McCarthy has been very non-committal about, uh, What's going on with this calf? Is he going to play? I think he does play, but if he doesn't, it's clearly going to swing in Minnesota's favor. Both teams are built so similarly. I mean, you have, you know, Zeke versus Dalvin Cook. You have CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. You have Amari Cooper, Thielen. I mean, there are just stars all over the place in here. It should be points aplenty. Um, both defenses don't look like they could stop much. Um, it's, it's just one of those games where it's going to be exciting to watch, even if you have no interest in, in the game. Um, and, and this one, I'm going to go with the Cowboys, um, you know, especially if uh, Dak Prescott plays. I think that they just have too many weapons and, and they're just going to find a way to get going, especially because we haven't seen uh, Dalvin Cook getting it going. But if he did get it going this game, you know, 200 yards, a couple touch, two, three touchdowns, then you have Minnesota easily gets a W, but I'm, I'm going with Dallas here. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I think this is a big game. I think uh, Dallas wins this one, especially if Dak plays. Um, if Dak doesn't play, um, obviously I'm going to lean towards the Vikings. Um, I don't think uh, Cooper Rush uh, can fill in um, and, and, and lead this team to a W. Um, no, Danucci, where where Danucci go? Sidearm, where's Ben Sidearm, Ben Ben Danucci, man, Ben, ben Danucci. I still don't know where they found them. They claim he played quarterback in the in college. He's someone's nephew. They claim okay. he did. They he's claim he nephew. He's Jerry, Jerry, he's Jerry Jones's nephew. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be man. He's got to be like, you know, like the defensive coordinator's son or something. And they just went like, you know what, man? Can you throw the ball like at least like seven times? All right. Can it make it further than five yards? Yeah, good. And what's your name? Ben Danucci. Ooh, we like that. We Ooh. like that. You got an official name, man. You got a name that rolls off the tongue. Like you might not do very well, but you know what? You got a pretty cool name. Let's go hey, with that. Give him props. He played better than Dalton last year. I mean. He did, he did. Was, yeah, I mean, but you know, well, it's you know, crazy it's... how different this team is with and without Dak. 
Um, you know, because Dalton's a ginger, and you know, Cooper Rush. Um, I don't know <laughs> if he's a ginger or not, but Cooper Rush obviously is not gonna get the get the same kind of work from this offense that Dak will. And hey, Kirk Cousins has been balling out too. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be good. You know, hopefully, you know, it's it's Cousins versus Dak and not Cousins versus Rush, you know, because then the rush is going to be to go home in the third quarter because the game is going to be over. Yeah, I, and and it's I think it's a primo slot for them, you know, uh, 820 Eastern. Um, uh, I think it's going to be definitely a fun game for all of America to watch, especially on, you know, trick or treat. I think this game will yield more treats than tricks. In the fine state of Minnesota, you know, I know quite a few people from that that good state, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers came you, from there. Um, exactly. Yeah, so big ups. Aren't they known as like the state of a thousand lakes or something like that? Yeah, the land of a thousand lakes. Yeah, a thousand yeah land lakes, of a yeah. thousand lakes. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. If Dak doesn't play, do you start C.D. Lamb? Do you start Amari Cooper? Do you start... Do you start Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, as the CD Lamb owner and the Dalton Schultz owner, I don't think you have much Absolutely. choice. I think you have to. Um, listen, obviously, you you temper expectations, and you're not expecting, you know, the monster week that you would be expecting out of CD Lamb. But who else are you going to put out there? Brandon Ayuk. We all know how that fared <laughs> for someone. Um, um, but yeah, if, if, uh, if you don't have someone on that level and listen, there, there aren't very many wide receivers on CD lambs level this year, you have to, you can't start anyone else in that position. So yes, I think you have to start both players. I think, um, you know, Omari Cooper is one of those players too. I think it might be easier to fill in the spot start for the game. Um, but if he's, but if we're talking about um, Michael Gallup, I don't think you can start him. No, Cedric Wilson. No, Blake Jarwin, those type of guys you can. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper, like you have to start them. Like Junie, like you have some options, so you might be able to get away with sitting Amari Cooper this week. But like. For most people, like if they don't have that deep of a receiving core, you're not going to find someone better than Amari Cooper on the waiver wire. And even if, you know, you have Ben fucking Danucci or Cooper Rush or, you know, or, you know, Jerry Jones himself throwing the ball to them, like they're bound to at least catch a couple balls. Like you're guaranteed to at least get five or seven points from them, you know, and and who knows, like with a guy like CeeDee Lamb, you know, even if he catches like a three-yard pass he can turn that into a 60-yard touchdown he is that yeah. uh explosive so you have to take that chance you, you you know i got stuck last week and 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 by week hell you know and and had to play fucking brandon Ayuk and and um amon st brown and they combined for not even a fucking point together and that combined with Garoppolo turning it over every fucking drive because apparently it wasn't enough to not be able to get a first down. No, he had to turn it over too. So yeah, all of that combined to me losing last week. Um, so yeah, if you have CD Lime, you got to start him. And now you know, just running through the rest of the games real quick. The 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 less interesting games. Um, Let's start with um, your Washington football team, Junie. Real quick, Tommy. Do they get the victory against the Broncos? Hell no. Broncos win. Yeah, uh, I I agree. Uh, I unless that defense just magically gets it over, uh, finds a working solution. Um, Denver has been more than competent enough. Um, but one of the sleeper players I do have in this game is actually, uh, Javante Williams. I think he's one of those guys that you should be looking to pick up. I think his workload is going to increase over the rest of the season. Um, there is no reason why they are going to need to play Melvin Gordon because the team's future is not in Melvin Gordon. He's get, likely going to be done after this season and they're, 
I think Javante Williams is going to lean closer to that 70% role in this offense. Uh, yeah, I stopped recording. <laughs> okay, so now next game brad i'll i'll signal this one to you do the 49ers get the victory in chicago um yeah uh well vegas does this for a living and they gave san francisco a four point they're the favorite by four points on the road it's very rare for that to happen i mean listen we haven't seen enough from justin fields and that offense uh, there's talks that Allen Robinson might be shipped out before the end of the trade deadline. He's another one of those players where, hey, if he gets moved off to another team, um, he could return great value. You might be able to trade him for the cheap. Or if you're like me and you have Allen Robinson in one of your leagues and you're just not going to let go of him, you can finally return some of the value. Um, in this game, I think it's going to come down to play calling again. And when it comes down to play calling, you know, give me Kyle Shanahan over that Nagy guy who, like Gase, should have been fired last year. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, Brad. Um, I think the 49ers win this one. Uh, the only bright spot in the Bears' um, whole team is Khalil Herbert right now. Uh, last two games, uh, in terms of fantasy points, 19 and 18, uh, he put up 100 yards against uh, that Tampa Bay defense. Um, I think he might uh, he might potentially take that spot from Montgomery. So, I mean, if you have David Montgomery, Brad, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, definitely a game where it's going to be one-sided. Uh, Justin Fields right now is not um, is not ready and, and it shows and you know they might want to think about putting Andy Dalton back in the game so 49ers win I like it yeah I think 49ers will narrow, edge it out um, Dooney pa Panthers Falcons how do you see that one go uh, Sam Darnold is not looking good um, Pan Panthers are showing their true colors right now. Atlanta is hot. Uh, Matt Ryan is uh, torching defenses right now um, with uh, Jose's favorite guy, Kyle Pitts, uh, just tearing it up right now. Um, you know, Love having that guy. Oh, he's, you know, I, I regret trading him, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's one of the best rookies out right now. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, the Panthers are on the downslide. I see the Falcons winning and, uh, they have the best kicker in the game. Young way. Cool. Young way. Cool. That, that's right. That's where actually where I was headed. You know, Ooh. it's, it's Ooh. so crazy how, Ooh. how, how drastically different this team is without Christian McCaffrey and with Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey does so much for this team. No Christian McCaffrey. Caffrey, you're obviously going to lean on, you know, Atlanta, who was, they've won two straight. Um, Cordero Patterson, I think you're going to bench him. Uh, you're going to start him, rather. Mike Davis, I don't know if he's one of those guys who should be starting in this game at all. Um, you know, th there's a return to of weapons for Matt Ryan. Uh, Calvin Ridley, R Russell Gage has finally showed up. Kyle Pitts, and, you know, they've actually just they're not even lining him up at tight end anymore. They're just run, lining him at wide receiver. Um, he should be one of those guys that should be able to carry dual classification, dual classification, wide receiver, tight end. Um, yeah, I'm going Atlanta on this one. I agree. And let me tell you guys something. Christian McCaffrey doesn't just do a lot for the Carolina Panthers. He does a lot for my team too. Yeah. I miss him dearly. My, my, my running back. Uh, situation right now is a drizzling shit. So, like, you know, if he could please just get healthy and get back, like, I would greatly appreciate it. Does does Christian McCaffrey's draft um, position drop next year because of the injuries? Yeah, oh, it should it, be Henry. It, it it has to. I, I think I think next year you're going to see a really muddy six. Um, depending on format, I think you know Henry should be the clear number one. But I could see a case for, you know, uh, 
for, for a Camara or for a cook, someone that gets a volume of work out there. And after that, I, I think it gets really muddy. I can still see a case for Christian McCaffrey, especially if he finishes off the season strong. Um, but yeah, definitely hurt his stock. Um, but Christian McCaffrey gets so much passing work. It's hard to pass him up, especially in full point PPR. I know if I was sitting one next year and if he was injured for the rest of the season, it would be really hard to pass him up at number one. Um, but yeah, it, I think it definitely impacts his uh, his draft stock next year. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Look what happened to Saquon this year. I mean, same type of uh, same type of back can catch the ball. Um, and I mean, look at him right now. I mean, he's not even playing for his team. So I mean, I definitely think his his stock drops in terms of the draft next year. And I I could see Derrick Henry going number one, like what you said, Jose. I I could easily see that. Yeah, next year is going to be interesting because we also have guys like Najee Harris. I know we haven't come to the end of this season, but Najee Harris is going to be one of those guys that you're looking at a top four, top six pick next year, um, especially with the amount of work uh, he's getting. We don't know what passing weapons is going to return, but Derrick Henry is the odds on favorite at this point. Yeah, I agree. And now this these next couple of games, I mean, that's just for professional reasons. Um, <laughs> give them honorary mention, but I don't think they deserve much time wasted on them. How much do the Dolphins lose to the Bills by? They're in Buffalo. Ooh, um, I don't think it's going to be as bad as loss um, earlier in the season. I think they only lose by 10. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive. I think it's going to be a double-digit loss at least 17, 20 points. I mean, I think the Bills are rolling right now. I see a big game from uh, my boy, Stefan Diggs, uh, especially because Knox is hurt right now. So um, I think uh, Bills crushed them. I mean, it's tough. 14-point spread um, in this game. Uh, that's a tough point to, to cover. Um but yeah, Buffalo is definitely rolling uh, division game. It's just hard for me to bet against that. Shit, he's out again. Uh, and the uh, the other game, no one really gives a shit about. Um, Eagles, Lions. I mean. Yeah, uh, this one, actually, I think Detroit's been very competitive this year. I think Detroit's going to get their first win. And I think it's time, like we were talking earlier, Jalen Hurts is an amazing fantasy football quarterback. He's one of those guys you want on your team. But in real life football, this dude sucks for real life football, bro. Um, um, there's a reason why they didn't trade, uh, you know, um, Minshaw. And there, there's a reason why Foles is gone. Um, listen, I think the experiment should be over here soon. And just put in Gardner and, you know, just figure out where you want to go. So then would the Hertz Daddy change their name to Minshumania? Oh, no. I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know. But listen, he, he's... They the Eagles don't play fantasy football, they play real life football. Brad, I, I hate to break it to you, but uh Jalen Hurts sucks, but uh you know who sucks more is is that that guy Jared Goff on the, the Lions. And that's the reason why they're gonna go 0 and 18 this year. I'm calling it right now. I love Dan Campbell, I love the energy, I love the fight, but man, they suck. Yeah. I agree. I think the Eagles will do just enough. You know, they'll win despite Jalen Hurts here. Bengals, Jets. I mean. Oh, yeah, this one should, this should be, be a route, but how bad will. Yeah, this should be easy. Um, Bengals, I mean, aren't they the number one seed in the AFC right now? Yeah. Um, I don't see that changing this weekend. Um we don't we don't even know 
who is the quarterback for the Jets after um, after uh, the injury here? It's some guy with a last name White. Yeah, I remember the first name. Mike White. Yeah, something. Mike something White. like that. Yeah. yeah, Mike White. Yeah, something very plain sounding. Um, he might be related yeah, to know, Ben DiNucci, someone's yeah. someone's nephew you know, I think, or son. I think I, I think they were roommates actually at the academy. It might even be Ben DiNucci under a different name. We just don't know. <laughs> um, but listen, yeah. uh, uh, Salah has a lot of work to do, and I don't think he's gonna figure it out in this game. Cincinnati, it has too many weapons. Um, you know, it's sort of a pick your poison type deal. Um, Joe Mixon's going to get a, a load of work and Jamar Chase is going to get his. It's just a matter of time before Higgins gets his. Um, Uzma is one of those tight ends that has been performing really well. Um, yeah, the only hope you have fantasy wise for the Jets is that it's such a blowout so in that we get to the third and fourth quarter and it's just a bunch of garbage time, negative game script. Yeah, that's true. There is hope for that. Rams, Texans. Uh, Rams. Rams. All day Rams. Cooper Cup. Yep, I agree. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Stafford, Aaron. I mean, just pick your poison. Um, Houston doesn't have enough. And yeah, and you know that Rams defense is gonna make Mills the, their bitch. So like, you know he's gonna be in bitch duty for sure. Sleeper, sleeper finally, on that game. One more thing, Jose, uh, with that game, sleeper David Johnson on the Houston Texans. No Mark Ingram yeah, out of the backup. Yeah, traded Saints. Only, only Philip Lindsay. He's looking to get more touches. So if you need a running back, David Johnson is a good person to look at right emergency now. pickup yeah, yeah especially if this turns into a blowout early and it's a lot of negative game script you know mills can mm-hmm. only sling the ball downfield so many times someone's gonna have to catch it underneath i agree i think it's a solid pickup out there and you know if he's still available in your leagues which i think in some team leagues he should be i think you know um fantasy football owners really need to get on the vance jefferson uh, bandwagon there is enough targets to go around. You know, Cooper Cup is a clear number one this year, but, you know, Robert Woods is going to get his, and Vance Jefferson seems to be a favorite target of um, Stafford. So if you guys have some injuries out there, that will And finally, you know, Monday Night Football, uh, Chiefs, Giants. I mean, will Mahomes get his this Monday, or what do you guys expect? Yeah, I don't know. Kansas City is one of those teams where I just don't know at this point. Uh, Patrick hasn't looked the same. Maybe it's that, you know, that Patrick Mahomes discount, and he's been partying all night. Um, I have no clue what's going on. On with that team, uh, with the dude. You know, I hope he's better. I hope that they do improve, but I think they have enough to uh, to beat the Giants. Um, I think the, the Chiefs are ten point favorites. Um, yeah, I, I'd go Kansas City in here just because Kelsey and and Hill. Um, you could put Ben DiNucci in there, and I think he'd have a great game. Yeah, I'm going to Kansas City on this one, too. Uh, what's alarming is the interceptions with Mahomes. He had uh, six all of last year, and he has nine already. Um, he's getting sacked. The, the O-line is, isn't that great. Their defense isn't that great. Um, I, I still think they have a Super Bowl hangover, too. So um, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if they can bounce back, uh, honestly, because, uh, you know, they're, they're losing the teams that they shouldn't lose to. The Tennessee game. You know, they should have beat Tennessee, but they lost. It was embarrassing, you know, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't doubt Patrick Mahomes. I doubt everyone else around him. I doubt that defense. Yeah. Tyrone Matthews already talking about the, the fans, how they're toxic. You know, now they're going to turn on him. So, I mean, it, it's just a bad situation right now. So, but I think they went on Monday. Yeah, they should have enough to win. But, yeah, that's definitely a toxic situation. It's going to probably end up with that team needing to be restructured this offseason. 
Um, but, you know, change is never a bad thing. Even great teams sometimes need to retool. And I think that that's the part that the Chiefs are in, find themselves in now. Um, but, yeah, they should have enough to beat the Giants at home. Yeah, and one of the sleepers just back into this game, I think, um, you know, if uh, Kadarius, if Tony and Shepard are both out, um, I think you could be looking at a Darius Slayton in this game. Um, you know, I'd monitor situation, especially if, you know, it's Monday night, it's going to be the last game of for the fantasy football week. Um, if yeah. there's a guy you need to roll out there, you know, Darius Slayton is one of those names that you can't consider. Obviously, it's going to be the last game, so you're really risking it. Um, but, you know, Darius Slayton is likely available. And if not, you know, Dante Pettis, uh, you know, the, yeah, the I'd former I'd rather play with that spot empty. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'd rather play with nobody because, you know, like with Ayuk, I ran the risk. Dante that Pettis. It. Yes, this is the second week in a row. Dante Pettis has made it. Um, you know, he's still relevant. Um, but obviously, if, if Co- Tony and Shepard are both in this game, I think both uh, Darius Slayton and Dante Pettis' work shrinks dramatically. But Darius Slayton, I think, is going to get a lot of work in this game if both are out and banged up, and I think he should be able to produce. 16 targets. Happens. 16 targets, or five targets for Dante Pettis last game. And then the, the previous week was 11. So, yeah, definitely um, if you need receivers, Pettis, um, Sterling Shepard, uh, Kadarius Tony, if he plays, Galladay, I mean, it's going to be a shootout, and the Giants are going to be down. So, I mean, you know, who, if you have any Giants receivers, uh, definitely play them. Yeah, and yeah. who knows? Tony might be available out there on the waiver wire. Someone may have just given up on him already with the injury. Definitely, if you can afford it and have that roster spot available, look to just bench him and see how it goes. He's like rookie wide receivers usually turn it on in the second half of the season, and he's clearly their best receiver. Yeah. Definitely, he's definitely worth taking a shot on, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. But that brings us to the end of our show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoy um, a spooky Halloween uh, edition of the NFL this Sunday. Um, and yeah, you know, till the next time, it's the fifth down, guys. Peace. Later. Later.